Get ready for a surprise! March 4th, 2009. <laughs> <laughs> this is Auto Thumbs 21. And I'm Chris Remo. And I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. <laughs> we win. Yeah. We're the winners. We're the winners. All, All right. right. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. Hey. We got a podcast for you. Yeah, today. we're oh. back for another week of insightful. High octane. <laughs> <laughs> Fist crunching. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of extreme fist crunching and not melancholy sounding, Chris, we got fucking cyborg. We did. We had a. If you listen to our weird news pod blast that we released last weekend, uh, it was you, a hidden. It was, yeah, it was a hidden There was treasure. a secret blast, a hidden secret, treasure. Yeah. A secret of the hidden treasure, if you might, temple, you know, whatever. Fucking. <laughs> It was gold. Yeah, next to Big Bird's bones was this pod blast. <laughs> yeah, we talked. We had a mouse that we discussed in great detail, and we're giving it away to someone who drew a cyborg on our forums because um, that seemed like a good idea. Uh, also, now uh, we can give away a Steam code for Dawn of War Two. So whoever wins can choose either the mouse or the code, and then we'll give a runner up. The other one. Yeah, so, so if you check out our forums, there will in fact be a uh, a new thread about this mouse and Dawn of War. And you can vote. You can vote for the best or most deserving cyborg. <laughs> yep. And, that's, and that cyborg's, cyborg that cyborg's owner will yeah. win a prize. <laughs> it's, most yeah. likely Dawn of War. <laughs> well, you never know. A lot of people have that game. Because it's totally sweet. True. And you should have already bought it because we told oh. you to. Um, I told you to. But, you know... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you can do that. Go to our forums, forums.idlethumbs.net, and probably by the time you hear this, we'll have a thread up and you can vote on it, and someone will win a sweet prize, a total of two people win totally sweet prizes. Um, yeah, great. Good good job, us. <laughs> <laughs> sweet. Yeah, so how about those video games? Yeah, I don't know. How about them? I actually, I just got back a couple hours ago from seeing... Um, League of Legends. Uh, are you guys aware of this? Yeah, at all? this is the um, uh, Defense of the Ancients spiritual sequel, correct? Yeah, there. It's a couple of the guy. I don't. I'm not actually too. Nick, you're probably more familiar with the history of of Defense of the Ancients than I am because I never actually played the game. Um, there were a lot of dudes who had a hand in that, but these were yeah, a couple. These of were dudes. some of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, That's the sort of trailer title card. <laughs> from some of the dudes. There were a lot of dudes yeah. who had a hand in that. This is some of them. <laughs> yeah, the community guy is 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 the same uh, Pendragon as he's known, and then um, I, I know there are other guys who are the same, but I, I just don't know all the team. And then one yeah. of the, the 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 development director is actually from Blizzard. Interestingly enough, he he was he did a lot of balance work on Warcraft Three expansion. Okay, and uh, I think also like some. World of Warcraft talent stuff, talent tree stuff. And um, then he went to Red 5, which is that super mysterious, like, weird MMO company, Nick, if you're aware of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who still haven't made a, said yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, now he's making this game, and it looks really cool. I didn't know um, 
I went to play it today and I didn't really know what I would think of it. Like, I usually, by the time I go to preview a game, I already kind of already sort of... You've already decided sure. if it's shit or not. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> just being in this Admit job, it. we're so frequently just deluged with, just like, press releases and screenshots and videos that it's like, you have a generally a basic idea of, like, what you'll think about it. But You since, can put a score on it ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. From I was, the first I was ready to say 7.5. Yeah. No, but with this game, since, I, since <laughs> it really... Jesus. like Since it really is so similar, apparently, to... Its predecessor. It's yeah. got like I a hadn't six. Played that. Well, it was a mod. I mean, it's not. Oh. Uh, anyway. Um, but anyway, I, I always heard, I always heard it was cool. And actually, a bunch of the the Valve guys um, played Dota obsessively. It's really hilarious mm. if you if you have anyone on Steam and you'll like every night those guys uh, play that game uh, along with a lot of other people. And so anyway, I went to play it today. I didn't really know how to think of it, and it was super goddamn fun. Yeah. Holy crap! Um, the, the 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 League of Legends one. Um, it's really, I mean, for those who aren't aware of what Dota is, it's basically like a multiplayer action RPG. Is that, do you think fair, Nick? Does yeah, you, sure. You, you control a hero. It's in the work. I mean, the original game is in the Warcraft three engine. Um, and you, you have your hero that can level up and get equipment and stuff. And then you, you fight against other heroes doing the same thing. And it's sort of just really, um, small scale tactical, like to the, I mean, you only have your one guy. And so it's sort of an even more extreme of kind of that weird action RPG strategy thing that Dawn of War is, but like just taken to the ultimate action RPG extreme of that. Yeah. It's just in an RTS engine. Um, whereas with this game, since it's not a mod, it's a commercial game. It's, you know, less within the boundaries of Warcraft three, because it's, it's its own game. But anyway, it's really fun. It was super, super cool. And like offered a surprise. I was sort of surprised at how, much room there was for the tide to sort of constantly shift back and forth. It it was surprising to me as someone who hadn't played the original mod that a game where you just control that one guy on your team would actually have that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, what sort, sort of, of what was the actual sort of situation when you were playing the when you were playing this game? What was the situation? I mean, like you know, where's, who who was there? What was the setup? Oh, oh it was a press event. So they you know they had a bunch of computers on a LAN, okay, and uh, some journalists and some and some developers, and obviously the developers were just fucking demolishing people, but. I I did do way better than the uh, the other journalists there because I think most of them don't actually play PC games. Ah. No, it was just sort of funny. You could tell because it was like, oh, your 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 health key is bound to the S the S key, and of course, as soon as I sit down at a PC, my huge PC gaming nerd self, my fingers go straight to the fucking WASD. Right. You know, like yeah, yeah. as soon as I am fucking in a computer chair, and so I'm like, I'm on it, healing now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was really it was just really fun, a cool game. It took a long time. It was long. I was surprised. Uh, presumably, there will be. So you got settings. your money's worth out of that. <laughs> yeah, I got my money's worth out of this press event. Um, Sweet. What's the game called again? League of Legends. So on the internet, it's going to be referred to as LOL, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> well, I, yeah, that might be deliberate. I don't know if you would do that accidentally and then be like, true. "Wait a second, wait, hold up." <laughs> our game is low. and our expansion pack semicolon close parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. It's interesting. There, there. You know, there are a couple of Dota games. The uh, demigods coming out. When is this? When? When are they planning to release League of Legends? By the way, uh, this year. Okay. I, I don't. They, Just I, kind of. Yeah. They're in a like super limited closed beta right now, and they're going to be like I think really really soon. Um, I don't know specifically when, but it sounded it sounded like within you know a matter of weeks, uh, doing a, a much larger scale beta that will be open uh, i don't know if it'll be open or closed but it'll definitely be more open than what they have now which is just kind of friends and family like right. a few hundred people yeah um 
So yeah, I'm I'm pretty goddamn excited about it at this point. Actually, I couldn't believe how much fun it was. It seems like there's been a lot of really cool. Um, how many? Um, yeah. By the way, just how many heroes are there? Like, I mean, did, oh, uh, there are God. over six heroes. Well, it's, it seems like a stupid question to ask, but I mean, right now, demigod, you know, the the, right. the Stardock game, there are only like eight, and it it seems sort of limiting because. Yeah, in the original Dota, the, the cool thing about it was that you could, you know, there were just tons of yeah, of different from, guys, and it sort of changed each from round memory, a lot. It seemed like there were, you know, thirty or something. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, how cool. many were there in Dota? Um, God, there were there were a ton. I mean, I don't even know. Like I, more I, or less than thirty. I mean, there's so many different versions. <laughs> yeah, more, more. Okay, oh, okay, yes, yeah. I, I could be lowballing. I don't even know. I could, I could yeah. be could be more than less. As long as there's more than eight, then it's yeah. No, yeah, there I mean, were definitely like <laughs> over eight guys. Yeah. There were definitely at least a couple dozen. Yeah, I know that for that's sure because cool. they definitely said the word dozens at least once in that context. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there seemed to be a fucking ton. This of seems games. very aimed at, at players of Dota, whereas Demigod, I think, is trying to go for that segment of people who have never played a Dota game. Right. Yeah. No, it definitely seems like they're trying. I mean, I, I talked to um, the development director and the community manager, and it definitely sounds like they're really trying to make this game Dota just with an actual like tutorial and sort of uh, make it more native to its own engine as opposed to like a mod of something else. And I mean, it, it definitely like a WoW Dota. A WoW Dota? <laughs> yes. I mean, no, a, a, a Wook 3 Dota, Dota. Sorry. It's not WoW. <laughs> Wook 3? Yes. What are you talking about? <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I just, I like that you guys, I I had never heard that acronym pronounced out loud. Oh, no, Dota? Dota. Dota. Oh. Like, yeah. Like, Dota. Yeah. Goaty. You don't often hear people, yeah. When I heard the, the Dawn of War guys actually refer to Dawn of War as Dao, it kind of freaked me out. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah, I guess I never would have said that. I don't know. Defense of the Ancients is a really awkward name, though. I, I don't. It is. It's yeah. like Defense of the Ancients. Like it's your well, option is. Yeah, but like Dota. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess I'm yeah. a horrible dork. I no, it's fine. Dota. I probably had never actually said that before today, but now I have. And now I'm you've been called out to be <laughs> yeah. a huge, huge dorky failure in Jake's eyes. It's fine. No, it's cool. I'll play some Dota. I'll play a lol. I'll play yeah, a I'll play lol. lol. It's funny that you say lol. I always say lol. I always think of it as like, blah, lol. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a drooling man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It was fun. I, lo- I really look forward to it. I'm going to try to get on the beta because that shit was red. Cool. Sweet. Yep. That shit was red. That shit was fucking sweet. Yeah. So, Nick. How about oh, that Empire shit. Total Here War? You promised. God damn it. You yeah, promised I, I a goddamn heard, update. I heard so last how week. is it? What do you think of, of Empire Total War? Now that you've having, completed the game. completed the game. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Why? Because, because it was so good. I hate myself. Because we haven't played enough of it to be able to discuss oh, it with man. you. Oh, man. No. I, I don't know. I, I, oh, God. Just lie. Tell them <laughs> you just, beat it. You're so overwhelmed with the quality of the I game. Wanted, that, oh, I've been waiting so long for this game, and it just never showed up in the mail. So I bought a copy on Steam like two hours ago. <laughs> so now it's downloading? Yeah. No, it's not even downloading. It's, you can't download it yet until like 2 a.m. Owned. Yeah. You got owned. I got I'm reading a lot of like reviews like like a normal, you know, game <laughs> fan. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like a Getting fucking plebe. Like, <laughs> actually, there was, there was one. There were a couple like interesting things in I saw. the of, of other internet games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reviews have been outstanding. I mean, um. Karen so Gellin's well review. written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of the most high quality reviews I have read in a long time. Let me just tell you, the game bullshit. But I mean, <laughs> I have never enjoyed reading reviews so much. Yeah, as reviews nine point oh. 
<laughs> anyway, I mean, they gave the game a three, but you know. <laughs> But no, I mean the reviews. Have, I mean they've been outstanding. Like like some of them just you know so glowing that well like like game of the year type reviews. You know, I mean like really? like really uh, yeah like just a lot of stunned people, which is which is really exciting because you know if it was just a good game, I probably would you loved can't it, wait but, to be stunned. Yeah, yeah, but no, there were some interesting <laughs> things though. Um, uh, uh, well, the, the, so Sharon, got, it got kind of nines, and then there was that negative point, and they're like, I just didn't like how yeah, the, the actually, French yeah. cannons from. No, it was the naval combat. Everyone was, you know, it was like you know, glowing review, and then at the very end, well, I don't want to end without you know speaking to the negatives of the game, but that cannon did not exist in 1768, and I, I just can't, <laughs> in good conscience. Um, yeah. Give that point. I got to teach them a lesson. I actually feel bad. I when I dissed the Total War fans, I went back to the forums looking for examples, and, and I couldn't really find many. The only post was <laughs> the only post was by you. Yeah, yeah I was, I was just gonna <laughs> say that. Oh my god! Wait, <laughs> Nick, this, Nick Brecken. This is absolute bullshit. I'm a student of history. Rats, oh rats, oh rats. Shit. Yeah. But yeah, what were you? I've taken 18 classes on colonial warfare. And I, <laughs> I really, I, I must take umbrage with your treatment. Of this, Historical era, that grain of assembly. <laughs> Sorry, please. Anyway, continue. you were saying Our something about, about Karen Gillan's review or something. Well, his another. I, I guess you know I, I was playing Rome Total War over the weekend to kind of get ready. Yeah, I saw um, you. I saw that pop up in Steam like yeah. eight times this weekend. Yeah. Nick is playing Rome Total War. I'm yeah. like, what? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Nick is well, sadly like, in that other game and just like <laughs> Nick like changed the yeah. the Steam shortcut so that people wouldn't know he's playing an advanced copy of the game. <laughs> right. Rome Total War. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> no, I just. The thing I like about the Total War series is that even though there's no there's so explicit story, <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But there's no explicit story. But but it's just as you progress, and I, I guess part of it's just the you know historical accuracy and kind of like the sweeping, you know, yeah. um, the majesty. Yes, the majesty. <laughs> the purple Christ. majesties is the correct. Term. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm putting this all in my review, but <laughs> anyway, the. Um, the thing I like about it is that as you're playing each, each, you know, each campaign is almost like its own story. Like it just you, the way that you play the game is sort of, you know, you start out as this kind of, you know, meager little, you know, territory, and then, th you know, all these things happen. There's just, you know, this ridiculous, you know, uh, uh, series of events, um, and there's just there's so many different points in the game where you know the story that you're sort of creating just can completely change. You know, like, and you can always tell too when you're at this point where. You know, if you don't win this battle, you're completely fucked or, or right. you know, like, you, you know, if you pull off this alliance or whatever. But um, actually, Kieran Brigden, the uh, uh, communications director at, at Creative Assembly. Right. Oh, um, that Kieran. You're talking about reviewers. Well, no, I was. I, yeah, yeah, I was, no, I was actually referring to two Kieran's. But, really, okay. He's one of those. That seems like one of those cool developers where even the guys who are the communications director can speak at length about like Man, the simulations he, in the he, game. And like he made a post on the um, Shogun Total War forums, which is actually now just a general Total War forums, but um, forums. But um, he uh, he made this post that was like. God, it was like eight pages long, and it was like the detailed line by line like series of events that uh, of his campaign. I, I, it, it was it was it was at least like ten pages long. Like if you pulled it out and just right. chopped it up into pages, it was just like ridiculously epic. And um and that's that's but I, and I was you know, I was reading it and I was like this really isn't all that different from you know anybody other you know anybody else's campaign. Right. Um, and that's just why I love the series so much is that you know. Every time you play, there you know you can you could write a story based on what happened, and uh, and then publish it and call it Dragonlance. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. I was I was reading um an interview with him on Eurogamer and um one of the questions was just like, have you guys ever done like Lord of the Ring? Have you ever like thought of doing like Lord of the Rings Total War? And it oh <laughs> god. Or what, no, actually what did he say he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, we all have our favorite, you know, the- you know, like <laughs> Oh god! The, <laughs> yeah, ha ha ha! Huh, that's what somebody. I think the the moderator of the ass. of the interview was like, you know, what would be really cool is Jurassic Park Total War. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I know. We like we the Total War license with the Dino Park Tycoon. What about, license. What about Alien Jurassic Total Park Total War? War. Hold Could on you to your like butts. Predator Total War. I think it'd be sweet if you did Blade Runner. Total the one I War. liked was uh, Cold War Total War. Which, <laughs> which was, that's actually just, I approve of. The yeah. Cold Total War. Yeah. Total Cold. War. Oh yeah, Total Cold. War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you should actually people should check out that interview because there was a good question. It was um <laughs> it was when he asked if they could do uh Battlestar Galactica Total War. <laughs> yeah. I saw what and he said yes. Total it's Cold War Total in... War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> total edition. Yeah. It's like after it won a bunch of awards. Right. Totally like a white box. Right. I'm sorry, the good question was what? <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it was about um historical accuracy as related to sort of like social issues and somebody was like you know how do you deal with um because in medieval total war they 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 you know they had things like you know the crusades and you could you could actually jihad against uh you know another territory yeah it was kind of interesting (laughs) islam is the light (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the sound that actually plays when you (laughs) as your armies march to war Islam is the light. <laughs> yes, sir. Islam is the light. <laughs> we bring a message from our, our, our dreaded foes. Islam is the light. <laughs> what could it mean? Man, that would be terrifying. <laughs> sounds like gibberish is, to is me. Sounds a like baby? a baby. Is that a baby? <laughs> <laughs> the morale of your troops goes down. <laughs> or up. Well, I love yeah, a happy yeah. baby. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. <laughs> That's adorable. I bet he's just a little darling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then anyway. it kills all infidels and it's weird. So, <laughs> so as you're saying, Islam is the light. Yeah. Yeah, Islam is the light. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, Imagine total war. It was, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're being horrible. Yeah. No, I'm no, it's being fine. horrible. It's good. Uh, please continue. Um, no, I was just going to say it was interesting because I never really thought about it, but... um. But uh, they had, he was just talking about like slavery because this is now in, you know, the period where, oh, yes, yeah, slavery. Everybody shuts up now. You can't say anything about slavery, can you? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> Actually, that was his response. He was like, Whoa. no, you know, in World, I'm a in World War II games, you don't, you don't actually, you know, you don't see a lot of like genocide in World War II games. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> and like, so, I mean, I guess he has a point there, but... Uh, <laughs> I guess he does. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, no, he, the person was asking, you know, is there slavery in the game? Oh. You know, and he was saying, well... You know, <laughs> that would be weird. You don't actually, yeah. you know, like, trade slaves. I, no, that's a good point. Okay. But, 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 right. um, but you know, actually <laughs> you can become like a, a uh, an abolitionist state and... You get some social bonuses, but you have you know you lose production, and so you know it's sort of. I mean, kind col- of colonization did that too. Yeah, did it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it was more slaves ex- aren't represented as actual units, right? They're not people. <laughs> well, no, they're, they're two, just they're a statistic, unit, right? <laughs> it's their two thirds of a unit. Yeah. Uh, no, but colonization actually did. You, it was more explicit. <laughs> like you actually three chose fifths. Three, yeah. three fifths. I'm three sorry. Fifths, yeah. 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 
Well, Nick is, right. is well familiar. Yeah. Anyway, so colonization does something? Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. It was just an adjunct yeah. to that. But oh. yeah, but no, that, that's a good point, though. I mean, yeah. the, the but Hitler, then Kieran was like, like, you know, you don't see you don't see people like slaughtering Jews in in, in World War II games, and there's probably a good reason <laughs> that would for be that. Kind of but horrible. Then yeah. I thought, you know, yeah, I don't know. No, it's funny. <laughs> then I thought, hey, hey you know, no, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, that, that's a pretty reason. That's actually a pretty a pretty good snappy uh, gamer comeback. Yeah, there. Yeah. Well anyway. done, Karen Brigden. No, that guy's cool. I, I had yeah. a, I did a long talk with him um, on a boat, and it was, yes, uh, I was on the boat. It. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, that it was, was it was great. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, it was on a ship during a mock battle. Nick was Nick was there too. <laughs> you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, and it was just the interview was a fucking. It was a great interview, except the recording of it was a total disaster. It was just <laughs> like, fucking cannons yeah. in the background and like fucking waves breaking and journalists getting like, like run through. And, yeah. <laughs> It was it was pretty preposterous. There was there's I actually I should have I should have printed it out to to read, but it was literally I got the transcript back from the trans from the transcription people, and it was like my question was so uh, Kieran when working on inaudible. Um, it really seems like you guys take an inaudible approach um, when you're trying to execute inaudible. Would you would you say that's true? And he's like, yeah, actually, I think that's a really good observation. Basically, what we inaudible is, and then, uh, but really, inaudible has been a great partner um, with inaudible. Like it was literally every single actual the meaningful mad interview, word. Right? Your, was, your interview was weirdly redacted by the military. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like every actual noun was was gone. It was pretty hilarious. It got better after a while because at the time I thought. God, I should really be fucking making sure he's really talking right into this mic, and so it mm-hmm. got a little better. But the first, uh, like, 25% of the interview was just comedy gold. It was Yeah. I remember thinking as I was, like, hauling up the jib that you're going to have a hard time, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> transcribing that. But yeah. anyway. But it was a good interview. I mean, we talked about some of that same stuff just in terms of, like, if you're making a game about revolution, what do you do to try to model, yeah. like, the factors that would lead a particular society or or colony to want to revolt like what all, what all factors in that and how do you actually represent that in an algorithm in a way that's not just totally transparent like it was the cool first stuff. the first 10 minutes they play back someone's really shitty playback and then you uh you rise up <laughs> you rise up against that horrible guy yeah. <laughs> they play back my game yeah jake's game but it's like a ghost ghost run right <laughs> yeah. you see all the little dudes running around and just all dying and right like, oh, that sucks and then, ugh. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was cool. It's the kind of stuff that I always that I always um, kind of associated with, um, kind of like Microprose and Maxis and all those like cool old PC studios that just like made weird games that tried to model all that crazy shit all yeah. the time. Yeah, and it's pretty awesome. That's a, that's a cool like weird part of PC history like that shadow, now only shadow exists government or whatever. A few, yeah. right? Like yeah. only a few developers do that stuff anymore. But it's cool when they do like these guys, and I'm glad it's actually being well reviewed. Oh man, yeah, it's it's, it's been it's been yeah. pretty crazy. I'm, I'm gonna go probably stay up till two a.m. tonight. But yeah, oh, yeah. you think you're gonna have time to actually download that? Shit? Actually, no, it's fifteen gigs. So yeah, by the time it's done, <clears throat> that'd be. Low. Are you preloading it? You can't. Owned. There's no preload. Totally owned. Yeah. You got fucking owned. Owned by Steam. Owned by Steam. God, it's amazing how many people hate Steam still. Like really? it just blows me away. The just same surrounding people? this game. Is it the same guy for like five years. It's <laughs> like I wanted to just get. That's what it sounds like. That yeah. Day. yeah. Yeah. It. It. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of depressing. But. Well, they. I mean, it would be nice if they just preloaded, especially at least things that were done. Yeah, I mean that. Works. That is. You know what I mean? It's one thing if the publisher just puts it up on there, just sort of day and date, but it's not actually integrated. But I mean, if you actually have your your keys working well, with Steam and. Seems yeah. like that's the least you can do because you're guaranteeing someone's not going to play it 
until the bitch of this is that the retail copies can play it right now like oh really the, so they're not doing the full integration no they it is steamworks they're just for oh, some reason there's a delay so there's, a, a, there's a different authentication time for between wow, retail sucks. and steam yeah that's it's like a kick in the balls <laughs> yeah it is it is a kick in the balls but yeah yeah that's too bad in your balls <laughs> nick's balls have been kicked yeah by yeah. steam oh snap i hate steam <laughs> they kicked Man, me in the really balls. People hate Steam still. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> anyway, Steam. Steam's pretty awesome. Yeah. Wait until they kick you in the balls. We should take a break. <laughs> sure, let's do that. Time for a break. A break time. Steam will kick you in the balls. Time to take a break. <laughs> Just gotta get the last word in here. <laughs> break. Balls. Break. Balls. Ball buster. Video game. Nick Brecken has been reading from the Akira Blu-ray book. <laughs> Let's listen <laughs> in. <laughs> I know, like this is. He won't tell you what it is. Book. He won't read well, from it. This is perfect. <laughs> this thing is like so long. Hold on. Uh, ah. You found it in like a second. You're like, I'm just gonna open this book. Well, all right, yeah. <laughs> videos. <laughs> The subtitle of this section is called Hypermedia that Activates the Fundamental Brain. That's a section? That's a subsection? Yeah, it's, it's a subtitle. At the, at the end of the long road, the Blu-ray of Akira stands as a finished product that, when viewed with the appropriate playback equipment, has the proven ability to activate the fundamental brain through the hypersonic effect, <laughs> making the sound and video feel more beautiful, pleasant, and moving. And the, then there's a little graph. Does it explain what is it? The hyper what? The hypersonic, the hypersonic effect. effect. The this mass is, effect. This is something that they've coined. Remind me to talk about mass effect. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this is something that they just created. <laughs> the I like that it's the hypersonic effect. Like that is such an incredibly classic scientific thing. Like that's that's even that's even beyond sort of weird sci-fi bullshit. That really sounds like something. You would you would see in like a seventies right. documentary that viewers your will begin to perceive you. the hypersonic effect, <laughs> exactly. and then just like a weird like, like sonar, like a, like a, boom, yeah. boom. or like a more pattern is right. like shown on the screen, like right. Well, yeah. sort of a synthesizer like weirdly reverbs right. at you. Yeah, a media first for Japan and the world. At our research lab, we came to the academic conclusion that hypermedia content should be held to the following two standards. Content verified by standardized testing containing signal-rich and specific ultra-high frequency components that exhibit a complex and non-stationary structure far beyond the 20 kilohertz limit of human perception of sound capable of producing a hypersonic effect should be branded with a hypersonic mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's this actually is just the Pepsi logo. This is the little <laughs> booklet that comes with the DVD. It's a Blu-ray. Can they explain what this is? Like, this is amazing. This is something that they came up with, apparently. <laughs> we hired Ken Kutaragi to remaster the Akira Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, sound that the human brain, or, or, well, that humans can't perceive, actually activates brain waves. Is, like, the, extra is this like those sounds that if you're under, like, you know, 23 or whatever? <laughs> right. like, it's just the mosquito <laughs> sound. Yeah. I, you know yeah. what? It really actually depresses me, because someone on the shack was you talking can't about hear that, that recently, and I couldn't hear it. <laughs> oh, really? It freaked me the fuck out. I heard out. that. I'm that like, same sound. There is a thing, like a noise 
coming out of my computer speakers and I can't hear it. Even if I turn it, yeah, like, that freaked me out. It was like a scary thing. I'm like, what else am I not hearing? You're it's not hearing like, the whole audio scope the, of Akira yeah, Blu-ray. Sonic effect. Yeah. Yeah. I bought this Akira Blu-ray. And now I'm not fucking getting it. It just sounds like it. a regular Blu-ray. It just sounds like the movie that I bought. God damn it. <laughs> well, it's supposed uh, to, also, though. You're not supposed to hear want it. To, like, I mean, is it, this is like kids. the MSG of sound, I think, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it, may be, it may want to find out if there are any kids who live near me, and I can just like record this sound onto a laptop and take some speakers and just put it up in front of their door and just crank it. And like their parents, I guess, would probably not be able to hear anything. Unless and their parents are me. Oh, can you hear that thing? Oh, yeah, I can hear it. You ass. Now I just feel... Only, only special adults <laughs> can hear that. Um, that sounds... I have terrible hearing. Yeah. <laughs> Nick is engrossed in the in yeah, the hypersonic Nick has just effect. Completely uh, enraptured by the hypersonic effect. Any more juicy fucking quotes here? Well, it's it's I'm, I'm, it's just stuff you can't hear. But it, 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 <laughs> I just don't know. It's like one of those happy birthday cards where when you open up the booklet for Akira, there's a little chip in there that plays. There's a tone, but, in this, but in this case, none of us can hear it. We, it's you know what's funny? Waves, I, but, you know. When you describe that for some reason, and the, the hypersonic effect, I imagined opening a birthday card and just hearing like an entire song played of, out of orchestra hits. <laughs> <laughs> like on the keyboard? Right. <laughs> oh, we just sounded like morons right there. I'm sorry. This Maybe. is a weird podcast this week. <laughs> do you have an orchestra hit sample? I do, yeah. You want to just sneak that in here? Remind me, yeah. Holy Happy shit. Happy birthday. <laughs> All right. It's, it's, listen to that, guys. Can you hear it? It's the, the hypersonic effect. This guy says that, that we're going to have to all get new speakers because a whole new film sound culture will open up before us. Does this end with signed like Mike Matthews of the Hypersonic Corporation? <laughs> no, this is the this is the I think this is the sound director of Akira. Our website uh has a store. We're all going to undergo a transition to the hypersonic age. <laughs> Sadly, this actually is just a thing. This was actually written in character from <laughs> an Akira. That's what it sounds like. like. You're all going to have to buy the... new TVs because the hypersonic effect is just the thing where it puts a red light on your wall. <laughs> it actually makes your kids red. have seizures. Uh, Pokemon had the, the, the hypersonic effect, but <laughs> it was considered too damaging. Dogs so. hate this, so please, make, <laughs> please remove dogs. Yeah. You know what's funny is I remember watching Akira on DVD and being really annoyed because the score sounded like it had like clicks or like high pitched like annoying sounds. Yeah, but if you had and a now, real sound system, now I realize that maybe that shit <laughs> that was, was just you hypersonic. That was you were the, kind of getting the fringes of yeah, the hypersonic effect. Right, I hadn't hit of, hypersonic speed. Your brain like, was responding was by like, being annoyed. It's yeah. kind of like how a cube is only one dimension of. What? Like a 4D, like a hypercube. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> you know it's kind of like how right? a cube is only one dimension of a hypercube. <laughs> you know, you, you never you saw mean, like, You want to back this one up? How a square. No, no, no. Is I know. Like the is, ninth is, dimensions. Is right? The nine dimensions represented by, by. Right. And then there's the third dimension, which is the cube. You're not talking about right? And then the fourth dimension is the cube, but in. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's the, but it's the cube that makes your brain deflate. Explode. Right. right. Yeah. Hypersonic. Uh, then they made a video game out of it yeah. we talk about those oh right <laughs> yeah 
Whoa. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is our fourth dimensional. The podcast. hypersonic effect reminded me of Mass Effect, which is a video game. Oh right, the sequel to which uh, just announced the hypersonic effect. <laughs> hypersonic effect. Yeah, uh, it's Mass Effect, the hypersonic effect, in the tradition of Starfighter, Jedi Starfighter. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, another classic. Mass Effect, hypersonic effect. <laughs> Mass Effect, hypersonic effect. That sounds like a, like. Some weird, uh, like, trip-hop aliases of DJs or something. Anyway, Mass Effect. Um, two. I've been meaning to talk about Mass Effect for a while. I don't One. Know. Whoa, but two is the news. Well, two is the news. Yeah, that's true. Oh. That's also a slogan. They announced, the, they announced <laughs> Mass the Effect news. 2. Anyway, whatever. So, yeah. And that reminds you of Mass Effect 1. Yeah. Which? Um, I just wanted to talk about the name Mass Effect, actually, kind of. Um like when you, oh okay well, when you not said, the game just the yeah. well sort of I mean maybe I'll have something else to say but uh, when when you said like the hypersonic effect like I really like stuff like that that weird sort of enigmatic side of science where frequently you get stuff that actually is named that but you're like who the fuck dis-? like right no I know what you mean seriously like yeah. this is rad that you decided to, like the hypersonic effect this probably is not a real thing the event horizon the DVD. right the event, right, the yeah. event like horizon terminal yeah. that's badass <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. stuff like that is totally sweet and it's actual stuff and I remember when they announced Mass Effect and they called it like the trailers did a really good job of presenting the suggestion to me that this game would exist in a universe where something called the Mass Effect right. is treated with sort of a certain gravity. gravity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and because I, I remember I was at a, a preview event um, or not a preview event, but like an E3 little demo thing, basically. And uh, they were showing the game. It was really, really early. They had the trailer with that crazy, awesome synthesizer music, that stuff that really yes. does sound like what I was trying to get at earlier with the 70s. Yeah, like 70s of sci-fi yeah, kind exactly. of cool Just vibe. That, that weird, yeah. like warbly, um, like airy, echoey right. thing. And it, and and uh, and it's like Mass Effect. And I'm like, crazy, what what is what is Mass Effect? What is that? And the guy's like, oh, uh, it's probably not what you think, actually. It actually refers to a specific scientific property in the game. It's the Mass Effect. It's the it's sort of the the like spatial relationship or what have you that allows um, shit like matter to travel at this certain. Sp- I think they've made this bullshit up, but yeah, know, at this certain speed, and that that leads to like faster, fast travel that allows these. Oh, ships it's a spaceship. Tra- yeah, right. But a I, hypersonic I, effect. Yeah, exactly. But I and I don't I don't really care about the actual sort of technical stuff they invented to support that. Right. But I really like the idea. Sure. That instead cool. of just being like, oh, okay, it's warp travel, whatever. I like the idea that this game might actually treat right. It might. Some it's, like element- it's, a, it's about a culture that is sort of just yeah. perfected this weird. Crazy science. It's very like Heinlein or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in reality, then the game comes out and it's just like, oh, you can fucking zip around to any fucking star system. Any <laughs> we got the Mass Effect like, button here. <laughs> yeah, oh, turn on the old Mass Effect. Yeah. There you go. Punch it. Was it actually sure mentioned? Someone, I'm pretty sure someone <laughs> said punch it at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really. Which would never be said if they were really respecting the Mass Effect. Please. <laughs> but yeah, all that early stuff for Mass Effect does make you wonder if just somewhere the the tone of the game just got away from them and they just sort of. Yeah, it became a much more typical. I mean, I, 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 think, yeah. I think that does happen when you're working on a project, whether it's you know, uh, like when I'm designing something like gra- art or a game, or like when you sort of have been writing for the same outlet for a while. You're sort of like, oh, this is this is what that is, and what what your mind sort of thinks. Like this is what Mass Effect is. It, after like six it just months, it becomes more routine to you, right? Yes. And you yeah. you sort of you sort of. I wonder if yeah. that if that did happen on that game. I'm sure that happens on a boatload of projects where you just yeah. you have this great, really focused idea, and then. 
a couple of the sort of easiest to acquire assets from that grand idea sort of just fall into the sort of default three things that you knock out every time you make you make a new right. piece of content for it and then you look at it at the end and it's like oh i guess i made that that wasn't that wasn't quite what i was going for there no. but, right <clears throat> and, and who knows i mean a bioware game is such an is such right any bioware game is a project on such a massive scale that it's hard to you know what i mean uh, that jake just gave me a little smirk there um <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't intentional. Jake's uh, the pun but, you know, those games are so enormous that you do... I imagine it would be hard to sort of carry that specific, a weird vibe. Like, that, it's right. not a very common vibe, but it, I really was hoping that's what they're going for. To an extent, I'm just sort of imagining, like, I think it'd be cool well, if they did this. Yeah, well, I mean, I think part of it was that, I mean, you know, I, I thought it was going to be more grounded in, you know, not in reality, but at least, you know, closer to reality. Whereas right. the actual game was, well, you know, was, space aliens. And, you know, it, yeah, it seemed it, very Star Wars by seemed, the time you got through like it. It seemed like the, uh, the, the fiction and aspect like of the Yeah, it's the fantasy. Like, you know, they, well, right, but I mean, it, yeah, it seemed like the thing that made it science fiction was supposed to be, at least when I, early on in, in hearing about Mass Effect, I thought that was going to be what was sort of fresh, both to, to me as the player and other people in the universe. Yeah, yeah exactly, But instead, yeah. For, for the people for in the game, it's just... It's yeah, well, team. it's just like the, I mean, it was the classic thing where the each of the alien races just represents a different archetype of humans. It's just like, oh, these are the angry aliens. These are yeah, the quiet yeah. aliens. These are the aliens who look exactly like hot human females, except technically they're asexual. Coincidence? Uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like it's that stuff. Where I'm just like, Ugh, I don't know. And what's funny about despite the fact that all that stuff about Mass Effect disappointed me, I was talking to Steve about this the other day. There's something about that game that was still really solid and appealing and robust in a way that most a lot of bioware like seems like a lot of bioware games age faster like even if they're really good games that you can mm. still go back to and appreciate um well that's a result of the mass effect <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i and i've seen this echoed on forums too i've seen a lot of people be like man let's think about mass effect recently i'm gonna go back and i'm just gonna play that for a few hours and I, i've had that same exact sort of uh like tendency myself and it's hmm. i don't know what it is but it definitely makes me excited about the sequel but i i, I do simultaneously wish they had gone for more of that first because i just don't know very many games like this where they would have actually treated it like humanity is actually trying to come to grips with this crazy thing they've discovered and this fucking universe full of crazy shit instead of just like well zip along to the spaceport i'm gonna deal with these aliens and talk to these dudes and right you, you know. know yeah i don't know I, I kind of wish that game hadn't been about saving the universe yeah same here i mean I, to me that's sort of when it became very typical saving the universe. i know yeah I, it's just at that point well, i'm kind of like eh you know i mean that's that's something you and i have talked about a lot of a lot is that just yeah. in in all genre fiction it's so easy and lazy and d disappointing yeah. when like instead of it just being about regular people who like have encountered this amazing thing it's like you're a regular person but i'll but get your chosen one you're gonna save yeah. the galaxy or yeah. like your friend who's a regular guy you know he's what? a wizard, wizard. like oh you know what that game stop. yeah <laughs> stop it why is everyone a wizard yeah Free or, Space or 2. A fucking space wizard. Right. The wizard. You're, yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah you're, you're, turns out the parents you never knew, they were the king and queen of space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the king and queen like, of space. Can't they, can't they just be about yeah. regular people doing incredible things? Or even why, if, why if there are. Have to be like, yeah. gifted? It's, not, it's why, not like they have to. It's not like it has to be The Sims where you're fucking no. balancing your budget. Right. It's like people can. I mean. 
fucking stories have been told about people doing fucking crazy shit well, that doesn't involve magic. You would think for all the people who burgle the Lord of the Rings and aliens, right. you'd think they would look back <laughs> at the fact that those stories caught on at first probably because... Frodo or whatever, uh, yeah, Rip Ripley. What I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, like she's not a fucking space marine. He's not like right. a mage. Yeah. They're just dudes. Yeah, and uh, if those guys were like, I'm a super cop, it would be like no one would, <laughs> no one would watch those movies. That would Ripley Robo super cop. cop. Well, <laughs> yeah, oh, Robocop's a regular dude who then becomes a Robocop, and he doesn't no. like it though. I don't know. I mean, that movie actually is interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. The second one maybe not so much, but uh, games seem to get everything except the part that actually made it interesting in the first place and uh it's like wait what if it was lord of the rings but you were the ultimate warrior who could easily <laughs> get the ring from the beginning yeah <laughs> right. yeah wait what yeah uh, okay i don't know anyway even well, I, yeah i was just ahead. gonna bring up free space 2 as an example like that game has a very similar overall arc in in the sense that it's it's about you know an alien race that's coming to destroy everybody but um you're playing as like you know, just this random dude. Like, there's no, you know, you're just a guy in like a squadron, and all this shit's like happening around you. Yeah. But you're not like the guy who's gonna save the goddamn universe. You know, it's just, you know, the stuff is happening, and you just sort of, you know, you get it in bits and pieces in your missions, but you're not, you know, directly involved in the saving of anything. And you know, I mean, even even like the overall, like at the very end of the game, you know, there's a huge event, but it's not conclusive, and it's not, you know. It's just not a giant cliche, I guess. I mean, it is like the concept but, but is, but you, the, don't you eventually sort of like awaken a like an ancient mystical power within you <laughs> that uh, right? Or you know, you find yeah. out that isn't your no, sister is the princess, or you know, no. I'm pretty sure you you find an ancient artifact that allows you to absorb the long dormant spirit of a great god, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay, that's what. That's what <laughs> that was free space. I played dude. that game, so I was, just, I was yeah. just, you know, I remember. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah, but no, actually, that actually kind of reminds. Red. Yeah. <laughs> was there a turret? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Oh, hmm. there you go. Got all the bases covered. Yeah, but no, I, but you know, it's it's the sort of, it's the mystical turret of uh, <laughs> <laughs> the chosen turret. The ancient Only turret. Only one man of, can man this yeah. turret. <laughs> actually. That describes a lot of games. <laughs> Only one man has the huge waypoint that materializes in front of his face. King of turrets. nags him to get on that goddamn turret. It's fucking you. Anyone else seeing this huge arrow? <laughs> am, I, am I going crazy or something? I get on the turret. Man, now you're telling me to get on the turret? Run to the arrow. Wait, did you guys... You are Gordon that? Turret. <laughs> man, sorry. Gordon Turret. <laughs> that squad mate go died, Mr. Turret go like six hours ago no he's telling me he's telling me to go to this to this dot in the circle no dude he, uh anyway Wait, I, I took off my crazy navcom thing I still see it <laughs> Jesus Christ I think I'm going crazy yeah <laughs> uh, that happened no, that does happen yeah. in every game <laughs> yeah pretty much and then you blow up a dude you do. <laughs> but yeah, Mass Effect 2 is in development. In fact, uh, BioWare just opened up a new team within uh, EA. Um, God, which EA studio? What, Montreal. What Montreal. EA Montreal to assist BioWare's original Edmonton studio do it. I don't know. I mean, for, for all the shit I piled on Mass Effect, I really did think... Um, I played <laughs> through the whole thing, and I, I, I would like to see the sequel do more of the stuff that the first few hours of Mass Effect did. Like, I yeah. really thought... like without question the first for me it was like five hours for most people it's probably a lot fewer than that but i spent like four or five hours on the initial space 
station part of that game. You were so psyched about it, you just kept walking around? Yeah, yeah, because there were all these people who had crazy problems they wanted you to, to solve, and it was like actually like doing it in the classic sort of Western RPG style of there being all these cool things, like all these yeah, ways you can subvert them. RPG, yeah, like yeah. If a guy asks you to deliver a thing, you can either deliver it, or you can not, or you can just shoot the guy you're supposed to give it to. Like, yeah. It's really cool. There's all these contingency <clears throat> cases for stuff you can do, and a lot of the story, these little storylines intersect, and they're all optional to the extent that you want to do them. And it's it was really awesome, and it, it made me really... It, there are very few games that actually that actually come out that are like that these days i mean <laughs> and the first two hours of mass effect came out <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> yeah yeah and uh and i was really psyched about it and then I, I there was some of that stuff later on in mass effect like on the ice planet and stuff but um sweet yeah i know uh I like but, the lava planet <laughs> yeah uh but the beginning was, lava was the part that really resonated with me for some reason and, and also that was before it turned into there's an ancient evil that you've got yes. to kill so yeah you know it just seems like the yeah the second the giant plot kept pushing everything forward, it right, exactly, felt a little yeah. like you're being rushed. I don't know. I have a feeling that the sequel probably will do more of the other thing. But I hope so. <laughs> no, I no, I mean like oh, I the mean, bad thing. The bad thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't hope so. No, yeah. yeah, that's not what I hope. That's actually that's generally once you've once you've fallen off that cliff in in genre <laughs> yeah. fiction, yeah. like that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean extreme cases in point: Star Wars, The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, those are obviously the examples that are cited all the time, but holy crap. Yeah. At that point, everyone knows each other and you all have a shared history and every <laughs> right. single person, yeah. even the guy who was like known for being the no the novel token character who didn't have crazy powers suddenly like <laughs> breathes in mystical dust and gets blue eyes for the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the guy playing him like, like renegotiated his contract right. was like, look, I'm not going to play this stupid character anymore unless you give me powers. Right. I want to be a chosen guy. <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm the one. Yeah. yeah. So Mass Effect 2, blue-eyed guy. <laughs> He'll inhale some dust. Yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Speaking of sci-fi games, Tabula Rasa, right? Oh yeah, Tabula Rasa. Yes, yes. Terrible, of game, terrible segue. Speaking of a game where, but not really that terrible because, like, in the introductory cutscene, there's a bunch of humans like in yes. the houses, and then it's like the aliens came and we discovered the power yes. that's been in us all along. Yeah, and they have glowing hands and shit, and it's like, yeah. oh, good job, guys. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, I guess you did that. I think they spent like twenty million dollars on that opening CG and probably like half of that on the game yeah. that's what it seemed like anyway but. it was uh i was also really offended by the uh, not offended but just like offended in terms of how how facile it was the little thing in the introductory cutscenes where it's like we never saw it coming we were too busy watching reality tv and chopping oh yeah i know prescription yeah. drugs and grinding and like, in mmos exactly things to like detect the presence of a fucking alien yeah fleet. right i would have been we should have known i would have been out there with my fucking crazy right. uh supersonic effect or whatever like yeah. that one guy shit. in the rocking chair with a yeah. shotgun he saw it <laughs> he saw it coming the rest of us were collecting yeah. pelts we all yeah. learned from that man all the astronomers yeah, yeah. playing wow <laughs> asleep at the chair it just seemed like such a lazy way to make a social point it's like come on yes come on now seriously anyway long story short it's closed now <laughs> right yes that, anyway all that being said i it, as far as mmos go it seemed it seemed like a pretty fun one actually i don't know like I, I, from what i heard <laughs> too bad it had some good ideas <laughs> yeah, I know. anyway I it's mean, pretty well, good i'm just Tabula saying like, from, from, yeah, right. from, what I, from what i heard when it launched it was pretty uninspiring but it seemed like by the time mm. it it shut down it seemed like they'd actually 
I don't know. Built it up a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of crappy still, but really, yeah. I, did you had you played? I was. I actually thought some of it was inspiring at first. I mean, there were some good ideas going on there. It just it just didn't, I like that I there could wasn't... Just run around and jump and shoot all the time. Like yeah, I like that I didn't have yeah. to stand. No, seriously, I jump yeah. like hundred percent of the time in games, and I like that in this game. I, I remember when we were playing WoW. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, and yeah. Uh, I could literally just jump around the entire time and shoot a gun. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, you, yeah, it did that well. But yeah, I was in there for the last the last two days, basically, of the game. I registered an account. I downloaded the client and registered an account on the last the second last day. And then you just griefed people. The I whole went time. in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I couldn't help it. I went in and I'm like, hey, what's up, dudes? Um, brand new to this game, but it seems pretty sweet. I like that there's guns and stuff. Um, it's, I, I really <laughs> think it's way. It seems pretty sweet compared to WoW, which is all like elves. Um, so yeah, like I'm pretty new, but it seems pretty good. Like, what do you, what do you guys think about this game? I'm glad they're doing this free trial right now. And uh, and it was just me being a douche for like four hours on Friday, and people are like, I really don't understand how you could not possibly know. I mean, how could you be so misinformed? That I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. It was free. The website, and if you go to the website, it still says it's free awesome. It's a great game. From actually, yes. they took away Richard Garriott's name on the yeah. webpage. It's, it's no longer Lord British's Tabula Rasa. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, eventually, I, I I started feeling bad about being an asshole because... Um, you imagine you guys Richard Garriott crying. Richard Garriott crying in space. Floating in space. Richard Garriott looking down on Earth, a, a lone <laughs> sparkling tear. <laughs> Yeah. But, but mainly drips onto the face mask of his spacesuit. Yeah. The inside of it turns into I a can't crystal. See That's his crystal growing. His crystal growing out of his tears. <laughs> oh, Richard Garriott. I can't even imagine making so much money off of computer games that you can afford to just at the drop of a hat be like thirty million bucks. Never see that money again. I'm going to spend that for a few days in space. I mean, it's cool that he could do yeah. that and, like, did it. But do you like, think he was logged on during the closure of Tabula Rasa? <laughs> As General British, just sort of, like... He used he to, he used to log on, on and do events It had been more than three months, months since he logged on, so he started out as a level one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. account got cycled through. Oh, oh come on. He's trying to... Can someone power level me? I really... I <laughs> the office is, like, game. totally come empty on. because they're all... <laughs> yeah, that'd be sad. <laughs> no, but I, the reason I stopped doing this, the, the goofy shit is mainly just because actually um, people were actually responding with like complete sentences and sort of trying to be helpful. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well. It was actually, this MLO yeah. has a community that types and cares. Yeah, it it actually, actually was a decent community. It actually made yeah. me really surprised because the only MMO I've played for more than six hours is World of Warcraft, which I played for a couple months. And... Jesus Christ, the general chat in that game oh, I mean, was Do you think the, wasteland. the average age of Tabula Rasa was probably higher? I mean, if you're, if probably. you're a game from the guy who made Ultima, you're either going <laughs> right. to say, what, or I'm old and I'll play that game. So, I mean, yeah. you're going to yeah. get the complete sentence crowd yeah. with, that, with that advertising campaign. No, it's true. I mean, I was definitely, I was definitely um, shamed enough by their <laughs> mature behavior to stop being a jerk myself. And so then I just started playing it for Friday night, basically, and, until I... I had to stop because it's an MMO, and uh, <laughs> then I mean, like at a certain point, it's like, all right, I'm just fucking yeah, killing grinding. a million animals. But and then on Saturday, I uh, logged on. It was crazy how different it was on Saturday. On Saturday, it was just like explosion yeah. of just madness as people were like, "Fuck, when's it gonna start? Like, when does the thing start? Where, should I have to go somewhere? Shit, can someone level me up? Holy shit, how do I get to the place?" Mods were giving out free level fifty upgrades and shit. It was crazy. Um, mm, I was wondering about that. Yeah, it was weird. It was cool of them. I mean, the mods were getting into it. The mods were sending fucking all your base messages, like, mm -hmm. to the entire server and shit. It was pretty good. The end of this game was just basically the sort of 
antagonists of this universe just destroy Earth and then they yeah. turn the server off, right? They just right. spawn yeah, a bunch of level 50 Humanity dudes. loses. Yeah, the, the mods played as, like, super crazy epic enemies and just fucking spawn camped the humans. It was hysterical. Like, they literally would just, like, go right up to the sort of hospital where you respawn and just fucking stand there and stomp on people, like, as they spawn. It was pretty fucking fun. That's awesome. Yeah. It's the sort of thing that you actually sort of hope would happen before an MMO gets shut down. I'm just like, <laughs> right. wouldn't it be great if just for a day the mods just turned it into yeah. what you think it should be? They do that in World of Warcraft occasionally, oh, yeah. actually. Like, really? before expansions come out, they have events where that like crazy shit like that it's happens. It's like before they open a new freeway where they let everyone walk and roll the yeah. skate all over <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And so, the Matrix uh, Online was, like, built around stuff like that. Like, they had a writer yeah. and, you know. Well, wasn't Galaxies too? Like, you'd see Darth Vader just, like, hanging yes. out. And yeah. Like, hey, oh, yeah. They still have a guy who plays as Darth Vader, as yeah, far there as were, I there know. Yeah, there was the, the story about the group of people who, who role-played <laughs> like as Stormtroopers. and like, job than the Tabula huh? Rasa guys. Like, the guy who still plays Darth He's like, yeah, he <laughs> yeah. played Aladdin at Disneyland. That, oh, like, that really I'm so is, tired. That one <laughs> thing really made bored. me happy about Galaxies. There was, I read some, it was, like, the MMO equivalent of a human interest story about a bunch of people who would role-play as Stormtroopers and drill and stuff and LucasArts finally like caught on to them doing that and then they just landed Darth Vader in the middle and he's like good work and then he just, like, <laughs> he just leaves it's totally awesome seriously yeah that's, like, that's pretty great that is pretty Man. good I mean yeah. I, that's pretty fucking great. I approve of this what <laughs> carry on see you he's <laughs> <laughs> out homies yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they had voice yeah, James Earl be... Jones they yeah. got Chad Vader they brought, they, everyone got into the act <laughs> George Lucas showed up to do mocap it was amazing yeah anyway so you were there when uh, when humanity fell. Yeah, it was really interesting. I don't know. It's an interesting experience. It was like a combination of sort of genuinely like uh, affecting while being completely goofy and also just plagued with technical problems also yeah. like which just introduced like an entirely other weird well, out of character element to well, it just, like, this game was never built to do this <laughs> pretty well, it was much, like yeah. literally everyone presumably from every server came in like because the servers went down like cascading so the west coast server was, or the east coast <laughs> people saying that was like east coast is offline scramble scramble that was like six hours prior but okay. it was uh like rats so, I mean, jumping by ship. the time the last <laughs> server was shutting down it was just like presumably everybody who still had an active tabular rasa server on there it was just the, the, the mods actually ended up splitting it up more into they like, instanced you yeah. yeah which was a good which was a good call and uh oh it's pretty crazy it was worth observing yeah it's cool that they actually did something because i, I mean know, yeah, games cool. like Ashran's call 2 as far as i remember they, they like they just you know one day they flipped switch actually just, you also frapped this so if you guys want to check it out you can go to uh, youtube.com slash idle videos and watch oh, yeah, and watch true. some of this stuff. well you can watch the oh yeah actually there's a video of just some random shit there's in the video of a zoom in on a chat yeah, so, chat. yeah those are both like the last three or four minutes yeah so if you want to watch the, the frapsing of Chris Ramo embedded journalist you can check <laughs> it out on YouTube yeah I was writing uh, actually yeah and I wrote a piece on Gama if you go to Gama Sutra um, or search for oh, fucking Tabula Ross's I don't know something I go to Gama Sutra and I wrote a piece about it and I was up late last night writing it like pouring through hours of fraps videos to find like quotes to cite in the story it really felt like i was doing some weird like review of embedded journalism where i'm going through all this like footage yeah. and screenshots and photographs and shit it was pretty weird it was a weird thing to write that's yeah. kind of cool it's yep. weird writing about like mmos from yeah. that perspective yeah yeah it's kind of cool no it was cool it was it was a fun thing to do i'm glad i did it sweet yeah. um have you guys got anything else you want to do reader mail or is there Oh, I want to quickly throw out a mention of a game that I've been kind of playing off and on for the DS called The Chase, uh, Felix oh, Meets Felicity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, nobody is going to play this game 
because of the box art. Shame. <laughs> well, because of the box art, because well, I literally the, haven't seen anyone. The visual style of the game also anywhere. just looks like a game that isn't as cool as it is. Yeah, everything about the game looks like it's the it's like some budget shovelware marketed for like seven year old girls. Yeah. Basically everything about it except yeah, the gameplay. Is watching that. a gameplay video of it though is is pretty pretty yeah. Yeah. exciting. It's like a, it's a it's a side scrolling two D sprite based platformer that is sort of like in between Sonic and like Kirby Canvas Curse on the yeah. DS. You guys played that? Yeah, it reminded me of Kirby. Yeah, yeah. It, which was one of my absolute favorite DS games and. Um, Basically, you you just, you run across this. You run from point A to point B, just like a straight line. Then there's sort of other di- like as in Sonic, other sort of little angles you can go through that will give you like extra shit you can pick up. Right, or and your guy sort of grinds on stuff and that sort of. Your thing, guy right? can grind through stuff on stuff, pick up speed, and like you could draw lines on the screen to sort of surf up through the air right. um, mm. to get to to get to areas that you couldn't just jump to, for example. Um, it's really cool. It's it's a little frustrating. It's definitely. It's definitely a game that could have used some more just iteration on just sort of tuning out some of the just little weird things that occur like when you when you get hit by a guy and you go into classic platformer invincible mode where your guy blinks after right. getting hit you can't actually harm any guys in that mode which means sometimes you can't get away from the guys right. until you become solid again by which point you're already right in the path to get down. Like, it's just a little tiny shit like that. And if you can just kind of get get past those little things, the core gameplay is pretty unique. I mean, there's no other game with these mechanics. And I, I just want to mention it. Razorback Developments is the company that did it. They do a lot of um, stuff, contract stuff for hire. And it's. Uh, th- I imagine it probably was tough for them to get, like, a completely original IP out, like, w- with their branding on it. And I don't know. It seems like the type of thing that would be... If you might like a crazy weird like stylus enhanced yeah. platformer yeah. on the DS. High speed platformer. Check it out. Yeah, People should definitely like YouTube a video because yeah, I mean exactly. that will that will sell it. Right. I mean it sold me. Yeah, yeah we'll so. try and post a YouTube of it in the thread. Oh, did you, have you played it Nick? No, no, no. I I, I will buy it. You though. saw the videos I, and I it's it enough. Like, yeah, it, it's yeah. one of those things that I haven't played DS in a long time. But when you showed me that video, it's like, oh, sweet. Yeah. I'm gonna play that, and I'm gonna play GTA Chinatown Wars. Yeah, and my, like, oh, my yeah. DS will be really used for the first time in a year. Yeah, but the trailer looks great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Sweet handheld thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We can do some reader mail. Yeah. Yes. Sweet. Let's read a mail. Read a mail. Read it. Oh, I didn't print any out. <laughs> <laughs> and now some stuff we made up. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Dear Idle Thumbs. <laughs> How come you're the best podcast? <laughs> Stop saying rape all the time. Oh, snap. <laughs> Reader mail. All right, yeah. So I printed some of it out. <laughs> I didn't do that before. Nice. Yep. All right. Here we go. Um, Atn writes, "Hey guys, I love your podcast and really enjoy your witty banter and critical analysis of everything gaming related." Our critical mouth. I can't. I, what a retard. <laughs> my analysis skills aren't very good when they come to words. Uh, on your latest podcast, you mentioned flight simulators, and although I really like those. Uh, I enjoyed the TIE Fighter series and the Free Space series as well. Free Space 2 being the last great space simulator. The uh, Nick might... <laughs> That's it's like a magazine uh, ad quote. Free Space IGN. 2, <laughs> the yeah. last great space simulator. IGN.com. <laughs> they actually said that about View Pinata. It was weird. Um, <laughs> the TIE Fighter series always stood because of the complexity of the game for 1994. Uh, adjusting your shields and thrusts, all the secret missions for the Emperor you did. I miss those kind of games. I also like the, the mercenary one, Privateer or uh, Mech Warrior 2 mercenaries and its RPG-like elements with random missions. Um, I know today's games have similar structure, but they seem either overly complex like the Armored Core series or too dumbed down. 
Uh, I'd like to know your thoughts on these types of games. Are space is are the space combat games also dead? I don't count the random console shooters like Hawks. Mm. Uh, what about Hall. the random Hall? Hall old man Clanchard Hall. What about the random mission elements in games? I remember in some games I had a real sense of the progress of the character story. But in others, I feel the random missions are superfluous at best. Um, anyway, sorry about the long email. Love the podcast on my face. It's always a good time. ATN, I'm French-Canadian. It's pretty great. Sweet. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Jake's uh, been chuckling to himself. The, uh, the thing about character development in these, it's, it's not actually about the, the exact games that he was talking about. But one thing that we always end up talking about in, in design meetings at Telltale is uh, how in the Wing Commander games you'd get thrown in the brig for blowing a mission but then you'd go and look at the uh, at like the kill board in the in the lobby or you know in the in like the cantina and it's like your guy 500 billion kills <laughs> and all the wingmen like two that guy got one one time when you were slacking off but if yeah. you blow one thing and it's like you're fucking out of here like yeah. what I'm single handedly winning this war yeah, yeah. so that that's character like... development in Wing Commander games <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember um due to just Wikipedia having the potential to sort of suck away time by giving sort of putting you in a weird horrible spiral of never-ending information connections I, I ended up reading about um, like sort of ace baron status and all that shit like all the fighter ace like right. if you're an official fucking fighter ace and all that shit yeah. and after playing games like tie fighter as a kid and and, and stuff like that I w it was like you're a confirmed ace when you get five kills or something right. and I'm like fucking five kills I do that for like a training mission and tie fight. Like it was really right. weird. Those games created a very skewed image in my mind. I mean, I don't know if the number is five, but it was you know some number that is not like five hundred or some ridiculous right. thing where yeah. it's like that's as someone who plays computer games, that's how you think of right. You know, like flying dogfight battles. You're you're just fucking there shooting them down left and right, like fucking yeah. eating popcorn. Just like, mm. there goes another one. That was a really it's the George sobering, Lucas yeah. perspective. And somehow yeah. I went my whole life without ever stopping to think maybe that's not what real flight combat is actually yeah. like i think probably if i had sat and thought about it i would have realized but i never right. actually did i you know i just never thought about it yeah um anyway so, anyway that's to this guy's question this guy's have you got question. anything to say you nick seem like the person who might say something uh, it's the last great flight sim yeah we're i don't think we're gonna get another one as good that's yeah. my opinion so you think it's actually it's dead and gone buried? i think it actually is yeah why why is that I I don't know. It's tough to answer, I think. It honestly. is tough to answer. I mean, what we we spoke about this a little bit last, you know, people podcast, still love but I mean, sci-fi shit. Like, people still love sci-fi. Yeah, but they don't like I mean, trying. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think, you know, part of it's just a PC game. I I don't know. I mean, you could do Free Space 2 on on the console. You yeah. know, I mean, you could. Um but you wouldn't have a flight same. stick in your hand and it yeah. wouldn't feel the same. And and I think, you know, part of it, and he was sort of speaking to that, you know, part of the, the beauty of something like Free Space 2 was the story. I mean, it was actually a really well-told story. Um, and I, I think more than just a straight-up flight sim mechanics or anything that's you know, has gone by the wayside, I think that is something that is sort of lacking from a game like Hawks. You know, I mean, that's just clearly a cookie-cutter bullshit, you know, a bunch of, you know... I mean, that's just, all right, you know, you're going to go in and shoot some dudes. Like, that's the premise of that story. But, like, um, but uh, Free Space 2 is actually an interesting, you know, had an interesting frame. And, you know, the Star Wars games, you know, did some of that, too. I mean. Well, some of them did. TIE Fighter did. TIE Fighter did. Yeah, X-Wing I mean, Alliance the, was pretty decent. The, the Star Wars games of that vintage, Dark Forces yeah. and, yeah. and X-Wing TIE Fighter, that's, they told far more interesting yeah, Star yeah, Wars yeah. stories than they had yeah. to. Yeah. For sure. You know, probably not coincidentally, those well, some of those games anyway were made in the same building or at least like 
you know, with the same people who are actually making really good story-driven games. Like, I'm sure some of that leaked over to an extent. It's like, if you're at a company that actually puts an importance on that, it's more likely to occur. Right. Like the guys who are going to be Star beating Wars up game. your game in the design review might be the exactly. same guys. Like, who, they might yeah. not be the same guys designing it and writing all the dialogue, but, like, as a company, you've got that culture that, that yeah. sort of puts... Anyway. I think a lot of that's just now, like, if you were thinking of a game with a good... I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I could see a story that is as good as some of those games were being made into an RPG, in other words. I think right. that... I think that, that even, a, even a shooter these days. That genre. Yeah, shooters, RPGs, but I don't think if people had a good, a good concept for a game, they wouldn't go, hey, we should make a flight sim out of that you know what i mean right. it's just yeah. the throwaway genre now it's like yeah. you know well, it's, it's just the same with real those, time, it's, it's like, like the same with real-time strategy like i'm playing yeah. Dawn of war too and yeah, as much yeah. as that game is awesome and i love it and i'd recommend it like on just immediately you know the story is so stupid it's yes. just i mean it's do you think that's just stupid it, it do you think that's one of the aspects of games i'm always sort of concerned about this that that uh that evolved out of the genre accidentally like i mean over time that that aspect where, like, it's not something that the community was vocal about. It's not something that people reported as being the reason they bought the game, but it might have secretly actually been one of the things that... I think you know, so. Like, where it's like, I think so. You, you come for the for the core mechanics, you stay for the fact that it's actually well, then ten years engaging later, out of the fact. Ten years later, That's, everyone you know. talks about that on a forum... But maybe at the time, at the it wasn't time, I don't. It was like, wow, you're fighting this big spaceship, right? right. You know, but and then yeah. they did that in Rogue Squadron with you know a sort of crooked cutter story, and and people were like, wow, you're fighting spaceships. But well, I know, as I you can you can almost yeah. trace the decline of of flight sims. Someone I think on the shack actually made a comparison really? between it was like. In 1993, the Star Wars like fly around and shoot stuff game was Tie Fighter. Yeah, you know, yeah. Now it's fucking Rogue. Well, I mean, Squadron. like the Rogue Squadron Christ. series was just the steady decline. You know, I mean, it was just you st- even like the first game was not bad, but but it was it, it just it slowly became the series where it was like almost like a sports game where they were doing the same types of things over and over again. You know, Rogue Squadron two, Rogue Squadron three, and you know, but I mean, it was also all just throwaway in, bullshit. In and, the in the in the X Wing series, you're. There's like you see sides of the universe that you'd never seen before. You're sort of uncovering or creating oh, weird, yeah. crazy conspiracies that, and then in uh, Tie Fighter was all about that stuff. Yeah, that was rad. And uh, but then in uh, I played Tie Fighter before I saw Star Wars, and it, it, it helped. No, I mean it helped. I, I, know, I think you've said this before. Yeah, it was just cool that I didn't need to already be a huge fucking right. Fan but then of Star Rogue Wars Squadron too. is Bullseye Twenty Here's, Womp Rats in Beggars yeah. Canyon. <laughs> shoot the Death Star. Here's a really good example. Like yeah. Independence War. I don't know if you guys have played that at all. No, but actually, we have not. <laughs> it's more or less. I mean, that game. I'm trying to remember. I don't think. I think there there were sep- You know, there was a mission structure in the sense that you know you you were completing sections of the game. I th- I'm pretty sure there were optional missions, but within each mission, you were actually warping around a universe. You know, like 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 hyperspeed or whatever, going between different points. And it was almost set up like an RPG. You would get to a point. There would be dialogue things and. It was just this open world type, you know, flight sim kind of, you know, interesting thing with with decent stories and side quests and and, and things like that, or at least side stories that weren't pertaining to the overall like save the world mission, um, and just like random stuff like aliens. It was kind of like the fallout of flight sims in a way. Um, I, I have to and say, yeah. I just like I could see something like that coming back, um, but I don't. It, it would be it would have to be something like a Fallout Three type. Type situation where you know someone would have where somebody ha- would have to really really know, care and make a big yeah, deal out of what yeah. they were doing. And I, the problem is, I don't you know I don't know what I don't know what series you would do. you certainly wouldn't see them you know doing like an Independence War three. So I mean I, I I think Free Space was maybe big enough to to bring back, but maybe I don't know. I have to say this: I'm going to make a statement that is that is extremely contentious and possibly stupid, and maybe you guys can just say I'm retarded right off the bat. But it it does. Seem, I don't know if I'd use that word. It, <laughs> you might. 
Uh, but it does seem like there was, and I'm, I'm speaking as someone who, and I talk a lot about playing PC games in the 90s because that's what I did in the 90s, but like it does seem like there was a certain tradition that was sort of connected to your, your LucasArts, your Looking Glass Studios, your Origin Systems, all those studios that really a big part of sort of their mandate was to try to tell really interesting stories across pretty much every conceivable genre. Like there was no notion in those days on the PC that story, even the adventure game, which was sort of the story genre, was not exclusive to that at all. Like Mm -hmm. an RPG or a shooter, which were early shooters in those days, or a space sim, or like any, like a crazy simulation game, the only exception being pure sandbox games, pretty much all of those kind of strong PC genres were made by those, like some or other of those companies with multiple examples of really interesting in-depth stories that were, and I I don't think there was a, an analog to that on the consoles that I know of. Like, I don't Mm. really think on like the SNES, there was that equivalent or like like on the PlayStation so much. Tried to get, uh, I think console games that were notable for anything of that type were console games that, that evoked similar feelings through core mechanics. I mean, like obvious example is Zelda and Metroid, right? Uh, which have nothing to do with story, but they, you know what I mean. But that's a different, the traditional. Yeah. I think I know. I know. But I mean, cons- that's more what the console. Was I know. I'm not. I'm not, that, tr- was, I'm not trying to say right, that they're yeah. doing the same but thing. I, but I mean, yeah. But I. But I was gonna sort of. I always thought of the the consoles as well, being more cutscene driven with the stories. But like, I mean, when you look so, at, when you think about the PlayStation, that's what that was all about. It was a like right. that that brought in like so many. The that, crown jewel of 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 stories on on consoles is 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 what japanese rpgs right which well is in those just days t- it was yeah right well it's yeah. a pretty terrible way to tell a story I yeah, yeah it's yeah. Metal Gear yeah. solid cutscenes or yeah. uh, or Ares dying in final fantasy yeah, yeah. i mean that's that's Aris, yeah yeah or Ares, whatever she oh well i just snapped. i don't know Ares, god of war I don't know. Just, that's yeah you know yeah sorry yeah just saying um but yeah no and i and i feel like that there are certain strengths that each of those mediums had as separate, like console and PC, like Jake, when you bring up, for example, Metroid, like some of the atmosphere in Metroid, that stuff was amazing. And it was out, uh, it was, a lot of it was because that game wasn't actually telling the big ambitious story that right. a lot of those PC developers were doing. And it allowed them to just really hone in on a mood. And I, I kind of miss the days when the two different types of game development had those, like these days, now, there really isn't, with the exception of crazy niche genres like hardcore simulations and strategy games, which are which are still mainly on the PC, and then certain genres that are mainly still on the consoles, like yeah. platformers and stuff, for things are a lot more just kind of blurred between the two, and you don't. It doesn't seem like there's as much drive to really explore those two avenues to the same like really amazing degree there mm-hmm. was in the '90s on respectively PCs and consoles. Like I don't, I, I really do not see very many games in that mentality being made on the PC at all. And they're right. not being made on the console instead. They're like they're just, it's they're just not being made, and it's just it's too bad. Like it's really too bad. Like Tie Fighter, there really is nothing like that now. Like it's it's interesting that the I don't know if that game is considered too complicated or what. Like it's definitely when I think about playing it at the time, it seemed like it seemed like I was doing a lot I of shit. I'm I, like, yeah. I was re- I was diverting my shields. Yeah, I was, there's a lot of shit like, going on. There. But it it didn't ever ever feel overwhelming. Like that game. I mean, you guys. Well, we were like, fighter, right? yeah, we yeah. were like 12 years old though. I mean, you could learn a you know fucking instrument when you're 12 pretty easily. But if you're if you're like <laughs> if you're 30 years old and, and you're trying to like fucking readjust your shields and shit, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I really don't. I mean, maybe. I mean, even now today, really I'll, sad I'll, if that's true. Well, I think it is. I think it is to a degree. I you think, think you I, think you're teaching an old dog new. 
tricks? Well, I, I think it would be difficult for for you know for for older gamers to. Uh, that's I think people are less large willing. I think people are less willing to accept that stuff as you get older. You, you just look and go, "This is bullshit." Yeah. When you're 12, it's like, "Sweet, I can control a shield." Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. does go to what we were saying before. It's like I could be playing God of War, and it'll just tell me to press the X button. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think that is uh, connected. Uh, this is. The, I'm going to say a thing that is probably stupid. So bear with me. Uh, okay. Because it's probably actually inaccurate the more I think about it. But uh, when I think about PC game developers in the 90s, I sort of do think of them uh, existing sort of in a weird vacuum where they are they are turning out product that people are buying, but they they never really, uh, up until probably when the PlayStation came out and they sort of started merging in with the more mainstream world and porting games left and right, uh, I don't think that they... You know, they didn't exist in sort of the public sphere the same way that, like, games or the new movies do now, or yeah. that, like, Super Mario did. Uh, well, a lot um, of the bigger ones were independent, too, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, 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 that's true. They were, like but the it, ones I mentioned. But that's, that's yeah. sort of, I mean, that sort of plays to what I was going to say is, I mean, it feels like there are these sort of little groups of dudes in, in secret game caves making things. And one of the things, uh, when you're talking about story, uh, and that's actually where I was trying to go with all this, was back to what you were talking about with, uh, with those developers sort of successfully infusing story into all of their things. And I wonder if that was a weird uh, sort of uh, cave version of, of games as film. And that, that probably, that's the part that sounds, that sounds dubious, but it's one of those, uh, oh God, it's so hard to explain what I'm talking about, but you know how sort of when, when you try to take a stab at something, but you don't actually know how it's done, and then you end up making something that's either a million times more ambitious or comes at it from such a different angle that it ends up... Uh-huh. Uh, the Citizen Kane of games. No, not, e- not that. I just, I mean, like, if, <laughs> if, if when, you, when, you, when these people were thinking about, okay, games are going to evolve. Oh. They're going to be, we're going to, we've got to infuse them with story. How do they do that? Right. And then you come up with this completely amazing well, that, thing that, that has nothing the, to like, do with anything. The three, like the, the Three Mile Island game or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, no. or just, I mean, or you end up with stuff like, like, like thief, you end up you with know, stuff like Thief or like, or, or, like, or Free Space. Game. Maybe the experimental phase of, of like, game yeah. development. Right. But I mean, at this point, game developers are so in the public limelight their right. games it's are so, their games are owned by huge entertainment conglomerates yes they at this point unfortunately know how a movie is made and they know how narrative in that way works and they know all this bullshit that you shouldn't actually know if you want to make a good story yeah and no, i mean i think true. i think that's part of it is it, it's not people there's there yeah, are really there, depressing there are, right. there are not <laughs> studios that are just operating in a complete vacuum saying i wonder what what a story in the game would be? Maybe it's this amazingly weird, you know, completely original invention that I thought of, completely independent of of some VP telling me, no, no, he's the chosen one. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Uh, no, I, and I, it's probably not actually. I started it by saying it's them trying sure. to do movies, but I think that that is kind of, you know, there there was all that talk of games games growing up, and uh, you know, people did start doing all this sort of weird narrative stuff. I don't know. Regardless of well, the you know, platform that's stuff, inter- I, mean, I, I, that- I think I think Jake is onto something as far as the experimental phase. You know, I mean, I think there was a time when when you know, how do we you know what are we going to do to you know kind of appeal to an audience? And you know, obviously, a story is something that's pretty basic that you would think is something right. that's necessary. You know, yeah, a good story I mean, I think, is necessary. I think people, for- people got that far and it made sense. And then at that point, the next step is just some weird guys <laughs> like, you know, what would be cool. This it's like right. Uh, I guess, well, also, I guess that's cool. Yeah. Having that weird, like, sort of semi-invisible bubble that was big enough that there were enough people to sell these games to, but not quite so big that you had to, you know, that, that everyone was sort of getting consolidated in larger publishers and selling, right. needing to sell 5 million copies on a big AAA Christmas game. 
probably that in-between point was allowed what you guys were talking about with right. that sort of like, we're going to make a game that fucking does this and it's this genre. Like, how do you do that? We should make a special called the uh, the AAA Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a, a very AAA a very, Christmas. Yes. Yeah. The Idle Thumbs Christmas special. Yeah. yeah. It's not about cars, though. No. Uh, so that's what we think about TIE Fighter. <laughs> and that's our show. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to do one more or are we done? Um, that was like that was like a half hour. Oh, answer. we have yeah. to do. <laughs> oh, right, we, the J. Howard sex yeah, scandal. We, oh my we god, really have to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so Jake and I a, quite a while back heard a weird rumor about J. Allard, uh, like a very vague rumor about J. Allard. Didn't we? Didn't we hear this like years ago? Um, I remember hearing something shady, but I also remember. Yeah, who knows? We heard something weird about why J. Allard was not. I think all like, we heard was that there might be a weird reason, and I don't know if we heard any more details. Well, we definitely there was definitely an implication that it was sexual in nature, right, of yeah. some type. Okay. Um, so anyway, <laughs> like Jay Allard, well, as any, as anyone who like you know follows enough stupid game stuff to understand this podcast knows, was once a lot more present and like yeah, he gave them he gave the Microsoft keynote, keynote sort of yeah. unveiling the whole Xbox 360 HD era. Community microtransaction right. stuff. That was at GDC 05 or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't even remember. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, so he was he, the, he was like, the voice of the 360. Yeah. The Almost overnight, voice. he sort of just like disappeared out of the public eye and was sort of like put in like some other segment. He of, was put in charge of the Zune, but he didn't. Zune, he right. never. You didn't really hear him talking about it. Exactly. And so we got. We have it. We have he some further. Some further um, explanation of this from an anonymous uh, source who we know, but. We're not going to divulge his identity here. I don't know who this person is. Anyway. Well, that's okay. I do. Um, <laughs> so, uh, some quick backstory on where this came from. So, he says, working on one of the very early Xbox Live Arcade titles, there were Microsoft producers assigned to each game to help us through the console's development, since the console itself was still under development. They would work on multiple games at a time and keep things on track on the Microsoft side, making sure we were meeting milestones, getting the game through the certification progress uh, process, etc., they were actually an awesome team, and it's sad to see none of them are still there after the Greg Canessa nuclear meltdown vaporized everything. That's a, a super-duper insider <laughs> reference there, Jesus. Um, so fast forward now to GDC two years after the game shipped. I was catching up with one of these now-ex-producers who had since moved on to a new gig. The subject of Jay Allard came up, and his meteoric makeover and rise to Xbox fashion model and spokesman, and then his X-Files-like disappearance. He filled me in on the unofficial official rumor about around Microsoft about what had happened. Apparently... There was a secret group sex group sex circle slash partner swap thing going on up at Microsoft. No joke. Jake Jake <laughs> Jake has an amazing face. Um, not some not some crazy porno gangbang, but more like couples on shag rugs, wife swapping, swingers parties, and so on. It had, <laughs> it had gotten to be about 25 to 30 people and involved staff from all levels, including secretaries to executives to developers. So Just put your gamer tag in the basket when you come in. <laughs> yeah, they're projected up onto the right. wall. Um, oh like all parties, eventually it came to an end when a lot of sexual harassment suits were filed and it became obvious that this thing existed unknown to some of the Microsoft higher ups. Names were named, but it was all very hush hush and hidden internally because it was embarrassing due to the fact that it was formed completely out of Microsoft employees. Uh, I think there was a lawsuit essentially settled out of court, but uh, not sure about that. So Jay Allard was apparently involved in this sex group, and when it got back to a few marketing executives, I suppose a bad case of head exploditis got around. Big old Jay Allard was quickly shelved into a quiet spot out of the public eye, and that is when Peter Moore appeared on the scene as the new public spokesman. Sincerely, the dude wailing on his axe in the sunset with a top hat. 
Peter Moore's uh, sex circles still to be uncovered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now that Peter Moore is over at uh, EA, his uh, statute of limitations is up uh, on his own personal if, Microsoft. If Redwood Shores is a uh, rockin'. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was that was a cool cool thing. Just that was a cool sweet. And on that note, for someone to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone also wrote in to mention the new Flashbang Studios game. Um, mm. The underwater game. What's it called again? Uh, uh, but br- uh, God, I always I always want to say Blurst because that's the name of the uh, site. Uh, but Blurst. Blur. I feel terrible. I was watching a trailer of it today. <laughs> We're all yeah, horrible. I can't think of it now. Uh, oh, Blush. 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 There we yeah. go. Yeah, it's like Blurst. So those guys released a new game. Blush on Blurst. Yeah. Um, it looks pretty cool. It looks sort of like an underwater thing with sort of the mechanic from Velociraptors yeah. Safari in that you swing you, a tail. You grab eggs and, and, and yeah. swing them into a capture yeah. thing. Yeah. So uh, Malcolm Crumb wrote in to remind us about that. Thanks, guy. Um, also, we got someone from moddb.com read into us about a mod called the Nameless Mod for Deus Ex that talks a lot about kind of the open-ended stuff we were talking about last week, and I think we're pretty much out of time at this point, but um, moddb is a cool site. They also, I just want to mention also on my own that they released their Mod of the Year awards a few days ago, mm-hmm. and uh, the top one went to Project Reality, uh, which is a Battlefield 2 mod, and Mountain Blade got a couple also. Sweet. Yep. People keep saying we should check that out, and I keep forgetting. Mountain Blade? Mountain Blade, yeah. yeah. You don't like it? I don't know. It's for those Total War guys. <laughs> like you? <laughs> no, I mean the, the guys who are complaining about the... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> about cannons not being right? Yeah. Anyway. So that's the show. So wait, the sirens are telling us we need to turn it off. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the air raid. Time to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Fiction! Yay! All right. Sweet. Out of thumbs. Baboo. 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 <laughs> um, baboo. Video game. <laughs> and now it's time for retard retread. Redo a, a piece of shtick from a previous episode. <laughs> I really like what you guys dumped on the PS3. Could you do that again? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Honk. <laughs> <laughs>